Yo. Hey, man. So, yeah, I've made no further progress other than to, like, last night I looked over the outline and kind of um, was thinking, okay, I get this, st- this stuff done on Thursday, this stuff done on Friday, this stuff done on Saturday, this stuff done on Sunday, this stuff done on Monday, you know, and could it could it be done, you know? Yeah. And, um... But, like, I set aside the entire day yesterday, cleared the schedule, canceled all the calls and podcasts I had to record, just canceled everything, cleared the whole day to work on my course. And and just stuff, literally, like, just everything that could happen, happened, you know? Um, like, old old clients, some, something went down, something went wrong, putting out fires, Jessica being sick, difficulties there, the kids still out of school because of the weather. Like, I got to midnight last night. And I'm still working on stuff, other stuff, and I haven't even gotten to the course. Oh, man. That's frustrating. And so I'm honestly I'm just so I feel like I have no good options here and I have to delay the course launch. But I kind of want to tell people why, you know, I, I kind of want to tell them what they don't know, what's gone on behind the scenes that has caused this. Yeah, I mean, and also, yeah, and I, I think it would also make a good show because um, I think people will understand. It makes sense. Uh, and there's also this kind of this idea of, you know, to me, it sounds like you've got a lot going on. And sometimes just giving yourself a little bit more breathing room um, can help. You know, you've got a little bit of room for life to happen there. What's up, my friends? This is a Gently Mad episode 33. I'm Adam Clark. Thanks for joining me. Fridays, as you know, are solo shows. I usually do something a little bit different. Um, And today is kind of a crossover show, as you heard from the bumper there, with Justin Jackson's show, Build and Launch. Uh, This week, he has been talking about my course and helping me uh, build and launch that course. But we didn't make it. Um, I hate to admit it. I feel like a failure, but uh, we didn't make it. And the course is going to be delayed, not by a long time, but there is going to be a short delay of some sort. I I don't have a date as of when I'm recording this because I'm recording this on Thursday, but I I will have a date on Friday that I'm going to email to all of those of you who pre-purchased the course and I'm going to update the landing page with that. But uh, a lot's happened since I launched the or announced the course and went through the pre-sale of the course. And I feel like uh, no one knows that stuff. And Justin and I thought it'd be cool to tell that story. Tell the story of what you don't know, what uh, has been going on behind the scenes that has contributed to just a perfect storm of events. And the other thing is I want to be an encouragement to those of you who have launched products or want to launch products and have struggled and have had to face some tough choices where no choice was a good one. No, no choice came without a cost and you had to just pick the best one you could in the moment and live with the consequences. 
And I'm hoping that uh, the following conversation that uh, Justin and I had, I hope it's uh, encouraging to you in that way and also fills you in on just what exactly has been going on, what's been going on in life. And with the show and with this course, there's a pretty big announcement in this episode. So big for me anyway. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things where I'm sad. Uh, I feel like I'm letting people down, but it was the decision after much thinking. I just, um, I, I had to, I had to do it. I had, had to decide to delay it for a lot of reasons, but one, because the course deserves it and you guys deserve it. You know, I don't want to rush through the last half of the course and just deliver something that's rushed and subpar. I want the last half to be as good as the first half. And so to that end, it's going to be delayed uh, by, again, a short period of time that I'll be announcing on Friday, which is today when you're listening to this, but not when I'm recording it. So anyway, here's my conversation with Justin Jackson. And I hope you're encouraged, and I want to tell you to stick with it. If you're in the middle of this process, if you're trying to launch your thing and do your thing, to stick with it and be okay with setbacks. Be okay with course corrections. Um, Don't quit and just give up, but just course correct and deal with setbacks as they come, but stick with it and don't quit. All right, here's my conversation with Justin. So up to this point, my focus on Fizzle and trying to sell you guys on Fizzle is the amazing community in Fizzle of entrepreneurs and friends and people who are right where you are will encourage you and help you do that thing that you're trying to do but maybe struggling to do. But Fizzle is also more than the community. They have an amazing amount of educational content, video courses, all extremely high production value, teaching all sorts of things, everything from how to start a blog to how to start a podcast to, you know, managing money and time, skills, and just everything, everything you need as an entrepreneur. And we talked to Donnie Lawson a few weeks ago, but I wanted to bring him back on because he used one of the courses specifically to help him and his wife launch their online business called JustAGirlAndHerBlog.com. I'll let Donnie tell you that story. Last June, Abby wrote an ebook uh, called Framework, Everything I Learned My First Year of Blogging. So we had, we had no idea how it would do, but we, we used the, the launching course in Fizzle, and it helped us walk us through that, that entire process. We put it out there into the world and some people uh, some people bought it and we got some good feedback and that was just further encouragement for us to you know continue down this path on building building an online business you know fizzle was there the whole time i think i was i was a really early member of fizzle before abby's blog was really anything i was i was in fizzle trying to absorb as, as much as i could And that worked out really well for Donnie and his wife because not long ago, he was laid off from his job. But thanks to Fizzle and the courses and the stuff they learned there, they're doing okay. He was actually laid off 
from uh, from my job about a week and a half ago. So so right now our online business is supporting us full time. If I wasn't involved with Fizzle, if I wasn't part of that community, if I hadn't gone through some of the training, um, if I hadn't been learning from Corbett and Chase and Barrett, I there's there's no doubt in my mind that our online business would not be at a place where it could support us full time, especially right now after recently losing my corporate job. The course that Donnie is talking about inside of Fizzle is called Launching. Launches are important and shouldn't be taken lightly. And this course on launching is just one of many great courses, but it goes through everything from where to start and how to develop launch goals, all the way through to what do you do after your launch? Like what happens then? How do you keep the momentum going, etc.? And so in addition to the amazing community, there are these amazing educational courses inside Fizzle as well. And if you're interested in that launch course, then you can go to fizzle.co slash TGM and get a six week free trial and check out that launch course and check out many of the others. There, there's such a diversification of courses there that there's something for everyone. Again, go to fizzle.co slash TGM and sign up for six weeks for free and you can take that course and all of the others if you want to. Get into the community and look me up and I would love to connect with you and let's help each other do this stuff. One last time, fizzle.co slash TGM. Get six weeks for free and let's do this together. All right, you gonna do it? All right then, I'll see you over there in the Fizzle community. Or should I say, all right, all right, all right. Are you trying to do, I don't know if your intro is like trying to be Matthew McConaughey or what the, what the fucking deal is with that thing. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's a good hit. His is more, his way more laid back than mine. All right, all right, all right. Uh, you you kind of, you channel my, it a little bit though. My, mine's more like, uh, I, I was thinking more of who sings, um, uh, all right, all right, all right, all right. What's that song? Um, uh, shake no, it like a Polaroid picture. I have no shake idea. It, shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it. You don't know that one? Um, my wife would probably know. My daughters would my probably baby know. Don't but mess around. I have no idea. Oh, should I just keep singing it? <laughs> uh, you can if you want. <laughs> oh, man. So, so yeah. Um, so what is this? This is like a Jay-Z, Linkin Park mashup album. What are we doing here? I mean, this is for the Gently Mad and Build and Lunch. That's right. Build and Lunch. Build and Lunch? <laughs> what did I say? Uh, I just keep I keep catching myself calling it Build and Lunch. Nice. Um, yeah, so this is going to so, be Yeah. This is going to be my episode 12 and your episode 33 33 so a little bit of a cross pollination yeah yeah I get it. it's a collaboration you're right this is like a couple of rappers getting in to the studio together and we release we're going to mix them up and release different tracks based on the same conversation 
Yeah, probably the meat of it will be the same, but there will be different kind of uh, supporting parts, if you will. Yeah. So you've been kind of the the at the center of my show for the past week, and what we've uh, the whole idea is that on build and launch, build and launch, <laughs> on build and launch, every build, build and breakfast, build and breakfast, lunch and dinner. Um, we build and launch a product in seven days. And mm-hmm. what we had thought with, with, uh, you is that we would start on last Thursday and that by this Thursday, we would have a beta version ready, um, for you to then, you know, maybe send to a few of the people who well, you th- you thought that, but um, <laughs> I I didn't have any anticipation of having anything ready by Thursday. I was just hoping for February twenty fourth, but That's- it's not going to be February twenty fourth. I am actually going to delay the launch, and the whole point of this is to kind of give people insight into why and what's going on because it it would be easy to you know um it'd be easy to think from the outside well you know adam you had three months and you just procrastinated and you know it's your own fault and that's been true many times in the past um probably a little bit of that is at play here but um more so than that just getting at the heart of the issue that sometimes um, as Seth Godin likes to say, sometimes you do have to quit. And, and and by quitting, I'm not meaning that I'm not going to launch the course, but quitting for me means that I'm delaying the launch because yeah. um, I really wanted to make it on the 24th. I felt, felt like I had a, an obligation to people because they pre-purchased. But um, sometimes um, there are real reasons why you have to quit. Um, or delay, and uh, and then those are good reasons. And as Seth Godin says, you know, you have to strategically quit things or delay things. And so yeah. that's kind of what we're doing here, talking about yeah. the behind the scenes of the behind the scenes, because <laughs> your show is already kind of behind the scenes, and we're going we're going even deeper behind even, the scenes. That's right, even deeper. And I think people will be surprised because. You've revealed some really kind of personal, raw things, especially around the struggle of creating something and the weight that being responsible for creating something can kind of put on you. But yeah, we're going to go even deeper. So, you know, for people that have been kind of listening to your story, what haven't you told us so far? What, what, let's fill people in on what's really going on. Okay. So, The course, as with everything I do, is an experiment. I mean, people, I'm amazed by the number of people that email me with this assumption that I'm some sort of an expert because I'm not an expert. You know, I'm just winging it. I'm I'm, I'm throwing darts at the dartboard and seeing which ones uh, stick. And the whole course was an attempt at Well, most people create their product and then sell their product. I wonder if I could fund the creation of my product. And so it was an experiment. I tried to, I I decided to try and do it and, um, I did it. I successfully 
funded the creation of the project of the product if it had been able to be completed in the amount of time that I'd given myself. But so here's what and, happened. And, and just and just to as a side note, I think it'd be interesting for people. We haven't mentioned yet how much you did in pre-sales. Do you want to share that? Yeah, that's fine, man. I I, I had a pre-sale open for three weeks um, back. I I opened the pre-sale right before Christmas. So for those of you listening. Never launch something right before Christmas because <laughs> it's just the worst time in the world. But it went amazingly well. I have no idea how it worked out so well. I uh, over the period of about three weeks, I think I had a hundred and thirty-ish pre-orders and made about know. made about ten grand. You know, before I'd created a minute of my product, and this is with someone who. I have no audience. I had a very small list. I mean, I'm just going to be straightforward with the numbers. My my list was like a hundred and something at the at that time. You know, yeah. it was it was super small. I'd never released a single piece of content about podcasting in any form. I just happened to have a podcast, so I I'm I know I should be proud of myself for the fact that. I pre-sold $10,000 worth of a course and it's my first course and I'd never even released any piece of content on how to regarding podcasting. But yeah, so a great pre-launch, you had a great, like you did all these pre-sales, almost five figures in pre-sales and by any, like I, I've covered a lot of launches and that is an awesome yeah, you know that's an yeah. Awesome I mean, pre-sale. I mean, I know in my head that, that that's more than most people do when they actually launch their thing. Um, exactly. But for me, it still didn't feel. You know, I'm just going to be. The point of this episode is to be completely raw and completely honest, which is what my show, The Gently Mad, is all about. But it's going to be even more raw and honest in terms of just actual numbers and and stuff for people and. You know, to me, though, it still felt like a failure because I was aiming for higher. I was aiming to sell about 200 to 250 in pre-orders. So the fact that I hit 130, you know, should have made me feel amazing because most people don't even do that on an actual launch. But I had my sights set higher, so it still felt like a letdown, you know, Mm -hmm. and so I guess that's the first lesson is that it's um, uh, sometimes uh, success is success is just what you make of it. You know, success is, you know, by all accounts, this has been amazingly successful, but it's, you know, even despite that, I had my hi- my sights set higher, so it didn't feel as successful. But nonetheless, it was the money that I needed to get me through to the launch, the original launch date of February 24th. So we've got the launch now, went well. You're getting all set now to create this thing and launch on February 24th. Also at the same time, I I relaunched my podcast, which I expected no one to listen to. And it exploded with more listeners um, than I have. I've built an audience that I've never been able to build with anything else. I launched the Gently Mad at the same time as launching the course. And I had 60,000 downloads in my first month, which um, is 
phenomenal. I mean, that's by any rights, anyone should be ecstatic with that number, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But (laughs) me being the cynical half uh, glass half full guy that I am, I will always find a way to make something negative. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, it's uh, so, yeah, so that was that was what was this is what you don't know. Okay, that that's what happened mid-December. Um, I launched the podcast, I launched the course. I didn't expect anything from them, and I got way more than I expected and deserved. But um, I still, you know, just my chronic self-doubt still plagued me and, and convinced me that, you know, I'm still a fraud, I'm still a hack, and people are just being tricked at the moment and that that's a whole nother episode that you know we could do another time but so I, that's what happened and um let's see what's next so i get into start doing this course and i was approached by someone and uh, we're not going to name names in this because i don't want you know just yeah we're not going to do it so but we can say who it's not like it wasn't marissa mayer it wasn't. No. It, it, it was not Barack Obama. <laughs> it was not Barack Obama. Right. So we, we've just eliminated two people. Right. Exactly. So I was approached by someone who wanted to partner with me on the course. Um, he has a very successful podcast as well, and I just said he so that eliminates more. But podcasting, there's a lot of he's in podcasting. So anyway, um, so that changed everything because I thought, well with a partner, um, what does that mean? Because I had planned my whole year out based on this course. And I got really excited because if I'm being honest, I launched the course as a way to subsidize the show because I was convinced that I could never make money from a podcast. Not that I wouldn't have wanted to make the course. I'm very excited about the course and do want to make the course. But I didn't believe that I could make a living from a podcast. Based on my experience, I just thought I'd, I will never have a podcast that's big enough that I can make money from. Well, so fast yeah. forward a couple of weeks, my podcast is exploding and it's reaching a point where after six weeks of the show, I could make a full-time living off of sponsors, which is just, again, another just, blow my mind thing like how in the world did that happen you know Mm -hmm. and and that opened the door to me to think well this partnership is actually even though I've created the thing I've done all this work so far partnership would be great because you know I could spend more time on my podcast and less time you know or half the time on the course I'd have a partner who would help me this guy is very knowledgeable of business he's built passive incomes that have you know, brought him hundreds of thousands of dollars a year and completely passive income. And I was very excited to have him on board and bring that business experience to the table. And so that's the road we started to go down. And I started working on my parts, which were the bonus interviews and some of that kind of material. And uh, then, uh, when was it? Probably... I don't remember the exact date, last week, uh, two weeks before the course was supposed to launch. So originally launched, it was February 24th, which is this coming Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So two weeks before the course was supposed to launch, uh, 
I got a call from my partner that uh, he was not going to be able to do the course with me. And um, that is not in any way to reflect negatively on him. We hadn't signed anything yet. It was just a verbal agreement. But um, he had an offer come along that he just, you know, it was one of those things where it was too good to pass up. And I don't blame him for taking that. I would have taken it too. So regardless, he was not going to be able to do the course with me. So I was left with two weeks to finish everything myself. And the other piece of this is that when I launched the show in the course, I, I dove in 100% all the way. I quit freelancing. I quit the thing that I've been doing to make money for six years. Mm-hmm. So I just dove all in and I didn't know how it was going to work, but I was going to figure that out along the way. Um, uh, so I'm announcing officially that, uh, also during this time, I found out that, um, uh, there's going to be a third little Clark running around the world in about eight months or seven, six months or so (laughs) from now. So we're congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that. We're adding a third, a third child to the family. And, um, that was something that was completely unexpected. Um, I do know, you know, it's always funny. People are like, well, don't you know how these things work? Yes. Trust me. I know how these things work, but, um, still accidents happen. You know what I mean? I mean, those little sperm will find a way basically. So, um, and, and then they did, they found a way. So, and we're very excited about that, about having another child, but that threw a whole wrinkle into things because like many of you probably, I didn't have insurance. Um, I've been a freelancer. Insurance was very, very expensive. We weren't able to get it for most of my career because my wife has pre-existing conditions and the insurance companies just outright denied us insurance. Well, since in the United States, anyway, since um, Obama, uh, Barack Obama's uh, health insurance, uh, I don't, I don't remember the actual name of the bill. Do you remember? We just always, we always call it Obamacare here. I feel like calling it Obamacare, but I feel like that's derogatory. Like it's somehow negative to call it Obamacare. But anyway, Obamacare um, made it so that companies couldn't deny you for pre-existing conditions, but what they do is they just charge you like. 20 billion times as much, you know? Yeah. So, so at the time I found out, um, I'm not going to have a partner. Um, so I have all this to finish myself. My wife is pregnant and in her first trimester, which means that she is pretty much out of commission. Um, first trimester is filled with a lot of being sick and a lot of sleeping and a lot of just not doing well. And so, that was happening, um, and that's when I started to get worried because I realized, okay, I desperately need to get insurance, and we do have insurance now, but are you ready for this number? Are you ready to be basically yes. blo- have your socks blown off? Yeah, um, because I'm I'm Canadian, so I have no idea how much of this, like what this costs or what, so I'm ready. I'm bracing myself right now. Our insurance premium is costing us over $1,300 a month. Wow. Which is more than a fucking mortgage. 
I mean, it's seriously, it's, it's yeah. more, it's more than a mortgage. Well, depending on where you live, I guess, but mm-hmm. here in Tennessee, mortgages are typically under $1,300. So, so I was faced with getting insurance and then that was a whole process of, so basically my priorities very quickly shifted into trying to figure out, okay, I've got to get insurance. I've got to get, I've got to get my family taken care of basically. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I now have no partner and have all the work to do and the deadline is looming Mm -hmm. and um, I still had some client work that was hanging over from when I quit client work. Um, So there's just all these external pressures. I'm talking about it now like very calmly, um, but I'll have you know that less than an hour ago I got off the phone with my wife. Um, She's actually on the road today. very emotional conversation, like tears on both sides. So mm-hmm. um, it's uh, just don't say the wrong thing, Justin, or you're going to see this big bearded guy break down. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, it's uh, it's it's a lot, a lot yeah. of pressure and a lot of stress um, because I only had just enough money to get to launch. And... Now, with all this new stuff that happened, I needed more money. So I had to take on more work to get more money, which just meant even less attention on the on the course. And it came to the point where I had no good decisions to make. You know, mm-hmm. any decision I made was going to let someone down. And I, I don't know about you, but I hate that feeling. I hate mm-hmm. that feeling of feeling like there's no way out. There's no nothing I can do. I'm a fixer. You know, I want to fix things and solve things and make everyone happy. Yeah. But the only decisions I had were they all had costs involved with them. You know, I could just quit the client work and destroy my relationship with that client and, you know, kind of screw them over. I don't want to do that. I could delay the course, but I didn't want to do that because I felt like people had pre-purchased and they deserved what I'd promised them. Um, At the same time, my wife uh, needs a lot of care right now. And then to just top it all off, you know, as if the universe is just giving me a big old fuck you with two middle fingers stuck up in the air, um, we've had terrible weather the last two weeks and schools have been shut down so the kids have been home all day every day while my wife is sick and in bed every day so I'm taking care of the kids while the work is just piling up and delaying I don't know if you can picture how things are happening but it's that's why I said in the last show episode of your show that it felt like a month ago everything was going so right and then suddenly everything is just going so, so wrong. It's like everything that could go wrong is going wrong. And Yeah, yeah and I it, mean, I, I think that's like, well, first of all, I think a lot of people can identify with this, especially if you have a family, because that adds this whole other element of variability on top of what you're yeah. doing. And the way I use, I don't know if this image is helpful for people, but I used to explain that like being creative and making stuff, it's kind of like you're crawling on your stomach through a tunnel or something. But <laughs> as soon as something happens, you know, outside of you making stuff, 
And crawling through a tunnel is pretty hard already, but every time something happens, it restricts the tunnel. So you've got like the t- the tunnel narrows and it's harder to move. And the more things that kind of go wrong in your outside life, the skinnier and skinnier the, the tunnel gets until sometimes you can feel like you can't even move your arms anymore. Like you can't even yeah. crawl forward. And that feeling of being, you know, stuck and not, like you said, having any good options, that's hard. And it is kind of, it's, um, it's something that happens, right? It's, it's, it's really hard. Yeah. And this, but the, the point is, is that this is life. This is, you know, often what we hear on podcasts and we read in books and we hear in keynotes at conferences is all the success stories, all the, you know, I stuck it out and powered through, you know, and that's what I was trying to do this week is I thought, you know what, I can do it. Anyone can can suck it up and power through for eight days. Um, but what kept happening was every day I would set it, I would clear the schedule and set aside, you know, all I'm going to do is my course today. And then, uh, well, I'd get a call that morning. School was canceled. So the kids are home. So I've got to take care of the kids. And then, um, clients were emailing me something broke or something blew up. And I would find that it would get to be like six or 7 PM. And I hadn't even started any work on the course, uh, because I'd just been taking care of, the things that were happening and, and dealing with just even dealing with getting insurance and making sure that I didn't miss anything. And that goes through because if we didn't get the insurance, I mean, we're totally screwed this year. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know how it is in Canada, but in America, having a baby costs a hell of a lot of money. So how much does it cost? I don't even know. I, I, I know that it costs uh, tens of thousands of dollars. So, wow. okay. um, so we absolutely had to get the insurance, but I had no way to pay for that. So I had to take on work to pay for that. And that by the worked. way, this whole podcast is sponsored by the government of Canada. Move to Canada. <laughs> healthcare is free. I'm so tempted sometimes. I've told my wife, I'm like, we're and we're planning to move in the next two years. And it's either going to be to California, back to the West Coast where I lived, or it's going to be to the East Coast of Canada, which are just the two most opposite places you could think of. But, um, but I have a lot of, uh, family, you know, my, my dad was born and raised in, uh, Moncton, New Brunswick. So anyway, yeah. beside the point, yeah. um, so a lot, so, a lot, a lot going on, a lot of stress. I, I can honestly say that I've never been under this much pressure and stress to the point that I, um, uh, it's turned into just like hopeless sadness almost I was telling my wife about it today it's like I can't put my finger on it but I just feel hopelessly sad and I don't know what would relieve the pressure I'm just under so much pressure and I just spent a week in the hospital last fall having my gallbladder removed that was brought on by stress and so I was worried that I'm going to get sick here and I'm going to wind up again in the hospital. And that's, you know, so, so the point is all these things are happening and I had to make a decision. Something has to give at some point, you know, and 
um, I wanted to power through. And even now, I'm really torn. I feel like, well, man, I'm, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday are clear. I could just, mostly clear, I could just power through and knock it out. But I just don't think, I just, uh, based on the way the past couple weeks have gone, um, it just seems like if something's going to go wrong, it is going to go wrong. I just got the call an hour ago that school is closed again tomorrow. So my plan for working on my course all day tomorrow isn't going to happen because I'm going to be taking care of the kids tomorrow because my wife is uh, sick and exhausted um, in her first trimester. So um, I just feel like uh, it's a situation where... You know, I had to make I had to make a decision and there were no good decisions to make. But the decision I decided to make was to delay the launch of the course. And Mm -hmm. I'm curious to know from you, Justin, if you feel like I'm validated in that, if I'm making the right decision or if no, I promised people they pre-purchased and you've got to get it out on February 24th come hell or high water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I that's why I think this discussion is so helpful because it brings up all sorts of things, right? The one thing I'll say is that I think as indie creators and makers, one advantage that we have is that people feel personally connected to us. So it's not like we're Comcast. Yeah. Um, you know, if Comcast said we're, you know, we need to you know, delay the installation of your internet um, for a couple of weeks, that would probably make us pretty angry. But, you know, I've had friends who are kind of fellow bootstrappers who one fellow had like really bad surgery on his ankle. Yeah. And he's a solo guy running this uh, SaaS software as a service website. And um, he had to basically pull back completely for a long time, but the, his customers, I think, understood because they felt connected to him personally. So part of this is that if I hadn't pre-sold the course, I wouldn't feel bad at all about saying, hey guys, it's going to be a month late or two weeks late or whatever. But the fact that I pre-sold it and I've already got a community going, that's what makes me feel so bad is that these people purchased the course thinking it was going to come out February 24th. And I feel really, really bad about delaying that because they gave me their money. And and I feel like my reputation is all that I have. And you know how easy it is. Once you go down the road, once you say, okay, guys, it's going to be delayed, then inevitably people are going to think, okay, is this thing actually ever going to happen? That's going to be the next logical jump is um, maybe it's not even going to come out if he's delaying it. And I don't want people to think that it is coming out, but I had a choice between trying to power through and not even being sure that I could power through um, or delaying it and you know, for the other reason is I don't want to rush it. I don't want to rush it and then put out something crappy. This is a premium course priced at a premium rate and it deserves more than a rush. 
and um, I wanted to give it that. And also, it just came down to the fact that I don't care what I've promised people. You know, my wife and my kids, like, have to be my first priority. I mean, they just, they have to be, you know, and it, it doesn't really matter. Nothing else matters um, when it comes to that, to me. And um, even if it came down to, I'm going to refund everyone's money, I can't right now because I've used it all, <laughs> but I will <laughs> over time send you all your money back if I was going to quit the course. But I'm not quitting it because I think it's valuable. I think it's worth it. But I've decided to delay it um, because I just felt like of all the decisions I have, that was the one with the least amount of negative costs. So, yeah, I think people are going to understand this has happened to, uh, you know, I have friends that were writing books. Uh, This especially happens when you're writing a book because the book can take a long time and there's always kind of things that uh, that, you know, prolong it. So I've had friends that have gone through the same thing and people had pre-ordered and the people that had pre-ordered understood. They were fine with it. I think the key is just to be honest the way you are to say, you know, I feel really bad about this. You know, here's a few reasons why. And here's my plan is to have this out in a couple of weeks. And the other thing that you can do also to alleviate some of that, um, you know, if you're worried that people are going to, you know, be wondering if it's ever going to come out. One thing you can do is to ship that video you've already made. Yeah. Yeah. I've already got some content created and that's my plan is to go ahead and release that content to those people that have pre-ordered and said, you know, here's the stuff I've created. I just want to assure you that this is happening. You know, this isn't one of those delays that's going to turn into another delay and then another delay and then it never happens and your money was wasted. Um, it's just uh, when it comes right down to it, um, I have to take care of my wife and kids, you know, and I have to take care of my own health. You know, I mean, if I end up in the hospital like last fall, that's no good for anyone, you know, yeah. and it's. The, yeah, re- the reason I wanted to do this episode and talk about this is because I feel like this is probably a very common occurrence, but no one talks about this because people want to talk about the, well, you know what? I just sucked it up and powered through for eight days and didn't sleep and, and drank 14 gallons of coffee and I made mm-hmm. it work. But but that's not the case for the majority of people. Sometimes you have a situation where you have to quit. You have to mm-hmm. quit or, and by me saying quit, I mean, you have to delay. And, mm-hmm. um, do you feel like I'm just trying to make myself feel better? Or do you feel like this is a, this is a situation that people run into and this is a, this is a valid situation. Oh man. I talk about this all the time because, there's a few things at play here. One is that context is everything. Like yeah. the, the context that you're in determines everything. And this is why it's so uh, unfair and not helpful for us to compare ourselves to other people. Because if you are, you know, in perfect health and, you know, you don't have kids yet and, 
you have a lot of free time and that that situation is a completely different than somebody who is, you know, bedridden with, you know, an incurable sickness, right? Yeah. Like, like there's the, so for us to compare ourselves to other people when they're in completely different contexts is not helpful. Also, we have to recognize that sometimes we will be in a certain situation and it's just not going to be possible to do what we set out to do, or it's just not going to be possible to do yeah. what others have done before. That's, that's life. Like if you got hit by a car tomorrow and you survived, but you were in the hospital, uh, that would, it, and you were trying to build and launch a product in a week, like I am, like that would affect things. You know, if I got hit by a car, there will be no podcast episode tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> like, and the listeners could be angry, like, ah, like, why didn't you get it? I don't think they would, but you know, that's, ju- yeah. that's just the reality is that, you know, if, if, you know, when stuff happens, especially stuff like this, I, one of the most popular posts I've ever written is this thing called the 80% principle. Yeah. And it's just the story about me just doing a bunch of things like at once. So I was working full time. I was trying to get my master's degree. I'd started these two snowboard shops. I was just, I was on a bunch of boards. Um, I was just doing all sorts of stuff. And the, the truth is, is that there were some people that were doing the exact same things as me and they were fine. But, you know, when one of my family members got sick, uh, I could not keep doing it. Right. I had to, I had to let some things go. And, um, I think it is good to talk about that stuff. I think that that's natural. That's, that's, that's what life is about. And we can't just like forge ahead and like (laughs) sacrifice everything just so you can get, you know, I mean, there are, there are a lot of things you can sacrifice. You can sacrifice your sleep. You can sacrifice your free time. There are certainly things to sacrifice and that are worth sacrificing to do what you said you were going to do. But for me, the the biggest thing that has influenced all this is just, you know, uh, the family situation. Um, and, and if I was still partnering on this course, then it would be different because I would, I would have half the amount of work to do as I have to do. But I just feel like, um, you know, the, the, the all all the stuff we've been talking about the family stuff the life stuff um my course is not worth my marriage <laughs> to yeah. me um or my family or any of that stuff you know um work is work but you know my wife needs me right now and the kids need me right now. I mean, I don't I don't know if you've ever experienced it, but school closes and it closes because of bad weather, which means the kids can't really go outside and play. Yeah. And they're they're just, you know, and my wife is sick and throwing up and exhausted from being in her first trimester and and I've got to take care of the kids and that's a lot of work and it's just um I have to do it. I can't, I can't say no to that stuff. And, um, I guess I feel justified in that, um, you know, a lot of this has been beyond my control. Now, is it possible that 
the day I announced my course, I could have started working on it. Yes. And I did start working on it then, but that work was outlining and researching and putting together what the actual course was going to be. And, you know, uh, so that, that work did happen, but, uh, when it came down to start creating the course, that's when the partnership opportunity came up. That's when a lot of things started happening. And so I started doing things according to that. And then, you know, as mm-hmm. I've said, you know, I found out it wasn't going to happen. And I like, I almost like the fact that this is, I feel honored that your first failure <laughs> of launching a course in a week is me. Because um, <laughs> that's what my show is all about. It's all about failure and self-doubt. And, and sometimes you can push through and make it to the other side and deliver. And sometimes mm-hmm. you can't. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's, I'm not saying this to just comfort myself, but sometimes things happen and you can't, and that's okay. You know, you just, you can't, and that's okay. And, um, yeah. And so that's where I'm at with my course. I mean, it's still coming out, but it's just going to be delayed and it's not going to be delayed by like three months or something. We're talking about a a couple of weeks here. I don't have an exact date. I'm going to be sending out a date to all my pre-purchasers and the people on the list tomorrow with an actual new launch date. And it's going to be within a month from now. I don't know if it's going to be one week or two weeks or three weeks or four weeks, but it's, it's going to be one of those. So it's not massively delayed, but, uh, as you and I discussed before, I just think that, um, for all the reasons we're talking about, uh, Sometimes, so sometimes you just have to you have to do that, as mm-hmm. you know. And that's one of Seth Godin's big points. If you've ever read the book The Dip, which is a fantastic book, if you haven't read it, you should read it. Um, it's all about quitting strategically. And again, I'm not quitting. When I say quit, I mean delay. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm quitting my initial promise, which was the course is going to be launched February 24th. Mm-hmm. And I know some people would disagree and say, if you said February 24th, dude, you've got to do February 24th no matter what happens. But I just can't in good conscience, you know, tell my sick, exhausted wife, you know, sorry, you got to just, you got to, you got to handle it all because I have to be in the office working right now, even though I do have to be, but, um, Sometimes you just have to do it, and and I, I felt like I felt like this was the best choice of the choices that I had, and mm-hmm. um, totally. You know, a good comparison, another good comparison, because I think you're being a bit hard on yourself, actually. Um, like Kickstarter campaigns, which are things that people, you know, yeah. pre-order, they are kind of notorious for shipping late. Like it, it's almost expected that you're not going to get the thing when they thought that you were going to get the thing. Yeah. And I think it's okay. I think like even the most sophisticated manufacturing and delivery systems and companies in the world have delays and have to apologize to people who have pre-ordered. Um, and I think the with you, you're, you have this great connection with these people that have already pre-ordered where you can just go to them as a real human being and say, 
uh, I'm really sorry about this, but here's some things that have happened and the course is going to be delayed. Here's the, the first, uh, yeah, batch of content that I've already created. So you get to start using this right away and I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep working on this and building it for you. It's going to be great. I'm still really excited about it. I think people will understand. And I think for you even, um, you don't need to, uh, you don't need to beat yourself up about it. It's just, I think people will understand. And I think it's okay in this whole world of making things, you know, everything from Kickstarter up to Apple, everybody has delays. And yeah. they have delays for other reasons. You've got delays for personal reasons. And the reason I was excited to talk about this is because you're you're making the right decision. Like you have to decide, even the craziest hustlers out there, like uh, Gary Vaynerchuk always says, yeah. family first. And I don't, I have no idea how that guy spends time with his family. <laughs> but, you know, he's saying family first and then everything is after that. And I think that has to be the the barometer, you know, like it's like family first and then everything else can fall after that, including making products. Because um, there you could, I mean, you could, yes, you have a decision, like you could really hurt your family right now, but that's not a very good decision. And I always think about yeah. the, um, I think I might've even told this story on your show, but there's a a really famous brewery here in Canada called Sleeman's and John Sleeman, the guy that started it was giving a talk at a college and uh, a kid put up his hand and just said, I just, you know, want to follow exactly what you've done. I, you're my hero, my business hero. And I just want to do what exactly what you've done. And John Sleeman, for whatever reason, had this kind of lucid moment where he said, you know what? You, you don't want to follow, you don't want to follow me because I've had three divorces. You know, my kids won't talk to me. <laughs> and he just went through this whole thing about how yeah. his family had kind of been destroyed in, in the midst of, um, you know, creating this company. Yeah. Um, so I think you're making the right choice. I think people will understand. And even more than that, um, I, I think delays do happen and it's okay. Yeah. And that's, that's primarily why I wanted to do this was because I wanted people to, you know, my whole show is about being brutally honest and sometimes you throw a dart at the board and you miss, and sometimes you miss wildly and, I didn't miss in terms of the fact that this course is a good idea and that it's going to be valuable, but um, I I didn't know any of these things were going to happen, and uh, but they did happen, and and sometimes you have to make a choice to either delay or maybe you have to make a choice to even quit. Maybe you have to make a choice that at this time of your life, with the stage of things going on. You need to quit and you need to get a job and support your family. And that's not the situation I'm in, but the whole point of this is to let people know that if you have to do that, don't feel like you're a failure. I feel like I'm a failure right now. And 
and I know it's in my head, but um, I just don't want people to feel that way because sometimes things just happen and you have no control over it and they just happen and you have to break a promise that you made, but it doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that you're an unethical person or that you're a failure. It just means that life is full of this kind of stuff and sometimes Mm -hmm. it just all happens at the wrong time and you just have to do what you have to do and Mm -hmm. my other choice was well I could bail on the clients that I still have going on from November when I quit quit doing client work Um, I just said clit does that that makes this like a X (laughs) X 17 show or something (laughs) but um, I could quit on those clients and say I'm sorry I can't finish your project you know I could do that and focus on the course, but I felt like that was a worth a, a, a worse moral choice than delaying the course. Um, mm-hmm. You know, those were my choices. I could I could bail on those clients and focus on the course. This is what I could have been doing over the last two weeks, or um, I can delay my course. And I felt like the most ethical and honest thing I could do was to delay. And hope that people understand. And and um, and again, I'm talking about it as if you know I'm quitting and I'm not going to deliver it. You know, <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. it's this big deal. It's not. It's coming, and it's coming in a matter of weeks. We're not talking about this massive delay, but it isn't what I promised. I promised people February 24th, and I'm having to break that promise, and that really, really kills me. But um, it's just what I have to do. You know, it's just what I have to do uh, because of family and circumstances that I didn't know were going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. um, for six years, the pullout method has worked for me, um, <laughs> but it, whatever reason, it didn't work this time. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, stuff, oh, stuff, stuff has happened and it's kind of out of my control and, um, so I'm gonna have to delay the course, and yeah. uh, but on the other hand, the advantage here is that in 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 making what I've made of the course, I, I've learned some things, and I feel like by delaying it um, a few weeks is actually gonna make it a better course because even if I did power through the weekend and pump out those modules. Um, they're not going to be as good as if I can approach them with a clear head, clear and creative mind. And mm-hmm. I'm not there right now. I'm so overwhelmed by all this other stuff that's happening. And so mm-hmm. um, I feel like, you know, in a way, uh, if I want to deliver on the value I promised, I can't do that in in four days, you know? Yeah. Um, I've got to delay because I want to deliver on the value I promised. And mm-hmm. um, I think the course is going to be great. I mean, I've recorded a couple videos and I've recorded nine bonus interviews and various things. And they're all going to be really, really awesome. You know, it's just it's just going to take a little more time than I thought. And, um, yeah, you know, um, I, I think it's just really... I'm really trying to be encouraging here. I want I want people to not feel bad when 
they realize that things are not going to work out the way they'd hoped or the way they'd promised and that it's okay to course correct, you know, mm-hmm. um, the other option would have been to just not do the course at all, you know, like not even start it because of these potential outcomes. But that's, that's the worst thing to do. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's much better to do something and, and have to delay it than to not do it at all. Um, mm-hmm. so, so yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's where we're at with this thing. That's where we're at with this course and with, you know, the build and launch. It didn't happen. I wanted it to happen. I really, really wanted it to happen. And I even considered going somewhere for the next four days, like a cabin in the woods and holding myself up and pumping it out. But, um, that would have been bad but, for your wife. But yeah, yeah, exactly. How can I do that? I mean, literally, how can I do that? I mean, I mean, she's sick and exhausted and the kids are home from school because of the weather. I mean, I just couldn't, if I'm choosing to delay my course or be a good husband, you know, I've got to be a good husband. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's far more important here. And, yeah. um, so all of that is kind of the backstory that has led to me delaying uh, this course. And Mm -hmm. I still think it's going to be tremendously valuable. You've looked at my content. You've looked at my outline and actually helped me edit it a little bit. I mean, Mm -hmm. what do you think? I mean, do you think this course is going to be um, a valuable course? Or what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I've always thought that the, like what you're going to deliver is going to be really helpful especially for people that are, you know, well, actually anybody, but people that are starting out who, you know, don't, there's some things in there that you taught me for build and launch that I applied and, (laughs) uh, you know, was able to, uh, you know, a lot of the success I've had was just applying these things that were, you know, you were kind of testing out for the course. So, and those those were things that I just, you know, you and I have had many conversations and you would call me and ask, you know, what do you think about this? What should I do here? And I'm not in any way taking credit for your success because your show is an amazing show. I mean, I, 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 I'm very envious of you because you've created the kind of show that I would love to create. And maybe one day I'll copycat you and just create it. But, um, you know, you've had a lot of success and, um, but we did have a lot of phone conversations about. Oh, totally. Even this, like my setup right now, uh, this microphone I'm using, I was going to go out and spend, uh, geez, I think I was going to spend five, 700 bucks, which isn't a ton of money in, you know, yeah, podcasting. And I, and I convinced you to spend 50 and you sound as good as I do on a $350 mic. So yeah, yeah, that really helps. So things like that. And then also, like the uh, the launch stuff um, in terms of getting it into iTunes was really helpful, so people are gonna really benefit. Like it's it's people are gonna learn a lot from it. I think so, and I, I think it's um, you know as I said, I'm I at the moment I'm not sounding like just totally depressed and down in the dumps because I've accepted the fact that this is the right choice to make. And it's okay. And sometimes this stuff happens and it's okay. And maybe some people will be unhappy and they might unsubscribe or they might demand a refund or whatever. If that happens, it happens. 
but um, you know, the one thing I want to assure people of is that it is absolutely happening. I mean, I've half the content's already been created. I just don't want to rush the last half. I want to make it as good as the first half. And and to do that, because of all the circumstances involved, I just need a little more time, you know? And mm-hmm. um, I think that's a common... I, I think we'd be surprised if we asked people how often they run into situations like this where they feel like there's no good choice to make. And mm-hmm. so my encouragement to people is... If you do have a family, or even if you're single, you know, your health, your well-being, you know, that's got to be your priority. Because if you crack and wind up in the hospital, then you're not helping anyone. And Mm -hmm. for those of us that do have families, you know, that's absolutely the priority. And, Mm -hmm. um... So, so yeah, so the course, so, so I'm delaying, I'm delaying the launch. I don't have a date. I'm going to decide on a date tomorrow because I've got a call with, um, another, an opportunity, uh, for promoting the course. And I need to, I need to find out what that's going to be before I pick a date. But, um, but it's going to be within the next month, basically, mm-hmm. um, when I'm going to launch this thing. And, and you've been extremely helpful to me, Justin, just in, you know, being part of Build and Launch this week and um, just the personal advice you've given me and the help kind of editing my outline and helping me see where things are, you know, um, overlapping or kind of, you know, tangential and don't really need to be there. Uh, so that, that's that been really helpful. But, um, yeah. You're, you're really in the home stretch. It's just you're in the home stretch. You're landing the plane. You just need more runway. Yeah, that's really that's that that's really exactly all it is. And you know, mm-hmm. if things hadn't turned, if things had turned out differently, um, I think we would have been fine. You know, mm-hmm. but just sometimes life happens, and you know that sounds so cheesy. Life happens, but you know sometimes things happen that you don't expect, and you have to course correct i don't remember what episode i was listening to an episode of some show and they were talking about how when a when a, when a plane takes off for whatever city dallas let's say um and they encounter turbulence or whatever they don't just land the plane and say sorry people we couldn't get you to dallas they just course correct they just you know adjust and maybe it takes them a little longer to get there but they eventually get there and and so that's what I'm trying to say is that you don't necessarily have to quit, but you might have to uh, adjust what your original plans were and that that's, that's okay and you shouldn't feel like a failure and just beat yourself up about the fact that you had to um, course correct, you know? Mm-hmm. And, totally. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I think if... I have a few uh, I have a few uh, recommendations for people that are kind of thinking about this stuff. If this is really resonating with them, there's an episode of the Business of Freelancing podcast, episode 13. Um, it's establishing a work life balance with Sherry Walling. Uh, it's a really good episode that talks about a lot of this stuff, like stuff that 
maker's experience and how to like figure it out. And then um, Rob and Sherry Walling just started a new podcast. I haven't listened to it yet, but it's all about this stuff. It's called Zen Founder and it's called, uh, so it's the subheading, the subheading is Startups, Family and Life. And uh, I think those would be good for people that are trying to figure that stuff out. In the in the last kind of minutes we've got right now, I'm wondering what would you say to someone who's trying to you know figure out like like how do how can people recognize if they're in a situation where maybe they need to pull back a bit? What are some of the signs you think that they should be kind of looking for? Um. Well, I think one of the signs, as I've said, is. Um, what kind of negative impact is this having on your life? Um, whether you're single or you have a family or whatever, um, you have to evaluate, you know, Seth Godin talks about this in his book, The Dip, you know, which is all about strategic quitting. You know, you have to evaluate whether the outcome on the other side of the dip is worth the work and the hardship you have to go through during the dip to get there. And so... My advice would be that you just have to evaluate your situation and find and find the best choice you can make. Even if none of them are good choices, pick the best of the bad choices that you have. So it's you know, and 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 that's yeah. So that 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 would be my advice: is that evaluate the situation and make the best. Hang on just one second. See? Real life. Real life. I don't know. Should I edit that? I don't know if I'll edit it or not. I'm I'm yeah. I'm I'm home alone today with my kids because my wife is out. And so um she's been sick for it seems like an attorney now and she needed to get out for the day. So I'm with the kids and we're recording this and right now my daughter just <laughs> poked her head at the door and said when are you ever going to be done? So, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's my encouragement. It's just that this stuff happens and it's okay. And and I don't even remember what your initial question was. Yeah, no, that's exactly. And I, I think, you know, finally, I think we should talk about, I have a, a blog post called uh, Real Life. It's justinjackson.ca slash real dash life. And the last kind of point I have in there is, you know, we need to talk about depression and to say, you know, if people out there are feeling depressed and even if they're just feeling down, I think people really need to go and get help from a professional therapist. So like if you're struggling with stuff and if you're feeling like, um, you know, hopeless or really stressed out or whatever it is, that can lead to clinical depression, and that is a very serious thing. And um, just going to a, a counselor and even going regularly to a counselor can really help all of those things. And that's just part of your health. So the same way that you try to eat healthy and exercise, taking care of your mental health is important too. Yeah, it very is, and that's that's something I have a – very real struggle with the problem is that the infuriating thing about depression and overwhelm is that often you can't 
there's no reason. You can't point to a reason and say, well, it's just because this part of my life is not going well, and if I fix that part, it'll go away. It's um, it's there with you no matter what you do. And mm-hmm. um, I think that's a whole different podcast, which would be a very interesting topic of discussion someday, um, maybe for the Gently Mad or whatever, is mm-hmm. this idea of you know sort of the entrepreneurial depression because I think whenever I mentioned it on Twitter and or a show, I get so many responses of people saying, um, I know exactly what you're talking about. And mm-hmm. um, so it's it, it's real for sure. Um, yeah. So yeah. So I'm I'm delaying I'm delaying the course and I'm I'm gonna you know tomorrow um, um, I'll send out an email and I'll update the website with the new launch date. Um, but I feel like uh, unfortunately this decision doesn't leave me feeling like whew, okay I've got to you know um, um, that's a weight off my shoulders because the weight won't be off until it's done. But. Um, it's just the only it's it's just the only option I have, you know. I, mm-hmm. I don't see any other I don't see any other option that is more like morally ethical than this one. And mm-hmm. um, so I'm curious: Have you ever, in your experience with all these launches and products you've done, have you ever had to basically break a promise? You know, you said it was going to come out this day, and and it didn't because you just couldn't couldn't do it. Yeah. I've got one that I still I still haven't finished and it's been like uh years now. I I was working on a book called Marketing for Developers. Yeah. And it had a really good pre-launch and pre-launch that, meaning you pre-sold it as well? I didn't pre-sell it, but I had people sign up on the email list mm-hmm. for it. And you know, I was making good progress on it, and then I just felt like I couldn't finish it. And partly it was because of, you know, stuff that was going on in my personal life. I just didn't have the time. And so, yeah, I had to tell people <laughs> that I was, you know, I said, I, I'm i not saying I'm never going to do this, but I'm definitely putting this on the shelf. And um, yeah, in some ways that was better because in i it, i left it for so long that people kept saying like when's that book coming out when's that book coming out and in my head i'm like that book's not going to come out <laughs> like i at least not for a long time yeah. and so by event, by just coming out and saying you know i've put this on the shelf um i'm going to work on some other projects first i'm sorry um, I'm hope, you know, I hope I can come back to this someday, but like writing the book I wanted to write, like I wanted to write a big, you know, 300, 400 page book, um, that was not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was, it's, you know, it's okay. There's, I guess getting back to your question of like, what have you learned? It's tough. I, I feel like if I could go back and do it over again, maybe, I, you know, you encouraged me at the beginning, don't start with something so big, Adam, just pick something small that you could launch in a week or two and build on. And I didn't take that advice (laughs) and instead decided to take this big old bite out of the world and launch 
you know, a course that I want to be the best freaking podcast course ever created. And so that would be my other point is just to take the advice that you gave me is that start with something small and, and it all depends on your personality too and, and how you want to do things. But if you are the type that can, you know, phase out things and phase in things and not just have to dive all the way in like I do, then you're probably going to be much better off with starting with something small that you can knock out quickly. And that momentum of launching will is, is really, really powerful. You know, um, when we talked last episode of your show, how happy I felt and great I felt after recording that first episode. And I had all this momentum and I felt like I could have just powered through, but I had two days of client work that I just had to do. I could not not do that. And so in doing that, I lost all the momentum I created with getting that first video done. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, now, unfortunately, I have to rebuild that momentum, which I don't think will be super hard, but... um, but the point is, it just it just happens, you know? Sometimes these things happen. And mm-hmm. I feel like the only stories we hear are of the guys or girls who just sucked it up and powered through the night and, and got it done. And, mm-hmm. and my story is one where I just couldn't do it, you know? Mm-hmm. I tried. I really did try. But um, uh, it just for reasons outside my control, as I've said, um, it just didn't happen. And, Mm um, you know, that puts pressure on because I, you know, I need the money from the launch. You know, I, I pre-sold enough to get me to launch, but now that I'm delaying the launch, it's like, where's that money going to come from? And I have no idea where the money's going to come from. And I'm going to figure that out. But, um, I guess the point is that, uh, um, you just, you have to decide what to say no to, and only you can decide that, what is the best thing to say no to, and for me, the thing I had to say no to was delivering on the 24th and delaying it by a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, everything's but, not, not going to, everything is not going to be perfect all the time. Yeah. And but I, f- I feel good okay. because I feel like it's going to be a better course because of it. And, you know, it's uh, it's going to be worth the delay, um, I think, because I'll, I'll, I won't have to rush it and I won't have to, you know, try to take care of my kids at the same time as create it. And it's just going to be better in the end for it. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, man. So I don't know if you announced this on your Friday episode, but, um, I'm curious to know, what are you doing next? So the next thing is a, another partnership. So similar to what I did with Marty Dill, uh, Marty and I worked on a network, uh, on a web app together called network effects. I'm going to be partnering with another Canadian from Montreal. Il est français. Bye. Uh, his name's Carl Alexander, and he is uh, a really incredible WordPress developer. I should say PHP developer, but he, he's been pretty focused on WordPress and the WordPress community. And we're going to be building a WordPress plugin 
Now, I got to decide how much I want to let out of the bag here. Uh, we're going to be building a WordPress plugin that allows you to use Gumroad and create a membership site on WordPress. Nice. So that's the plan. It's going to be, this is going to be another hard one to do in a week because um, it, it's actually really technical to get the Gumroad API to work the way that we want it to work. Yeah. But uh, I'm pretty excited about it. He's, he's really smart. And um, I met him through, I, I run an online community called Product People Club. And he's been uh, a community member there for a long time. And, um, yeah, we just, we were talking and had this idea and we both thought, let's, yeah, let's jump into that. So that's the project, the build and launch project for, uh, for this next week. We're going to be launching on Thursday, whatever the, (laughs) whatever next Thursday is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's awesome, man. That sounds very exciting. I think that is a plugin that I would use myself. So I hope you're able to, uh, complete it and um, deliver on it. I mean, if you want a beta tester, you know who to reach out to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so I I feel, I feel like I don't feel relieved. I still feel tremendous amount of stress and pressure, but I feel like this was the right choice to make. And, um, and I just hope it's encouraging to people who, feel like they they have to stop something or or at least uh, not deliver exactly what they said they were going to deliver and to just not beat yourself up over it you know mm-hmm. i mean it's okay and in the vast scheme of things um you know you just you have to have your priorities and um my priorities led me to delay the course um for a short period of time so totally. uh, I think that's an important message, man. That's where it's at. Cool. Well, uh, take care of yourself. Take care of your family. And uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing what you release in a couple weeks. Well, that's the story behind the story, behind the scenes, behind the story, or whatever. (laughs) If you're interested in checking out this course, you can go to irresistiblepodcasting.com. I will be announcing on Friday the new release date, which won't be too far ahead into the future. I appreciate everyone who has supported me in this course and pre-purchased, and I can't wait to get it out there. The content I've already done, I've had a lot of fun with, and I want to make the last half of it just as amazing as the first half, and it's going to be coming soon. So if this is your first time hearing about it then go to irresistiblepodcasting.com and put your email address in and you will be updated get info when it comes out alright well that's it I hope you have a great weekend thanks for listening thanks for all your support it means a lot to me and I'll see you next time <laughs>